Good morning, good morning, joining us. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? There we go. So uh, welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Today is Tuesday, October 27th. Erin uh, will be joining us shortly as she transitions from the radio show to the podcast. Uh, we've been talking about the fires in Southern California. There's several multi-thousand acre fires burning in Southern California, actually sort of uh, north west and southwest of where I live. They're not too far away. We're talking less than 10 miles from my house, burning um, major acreage. Uh, you know, I'm lucky in that the winds are blowing them kind of away from me, but because uh, uh, we've had primarily westerly and southwesterly winds, but it's uh, th thousands of people evacuated, power outages, brown skies filled with smoke and soot it it feels like armageddon it just is it's it just seems to never end california seems to be on fire all the time and i don't understand you know why we continue to to tolerate that as if it was normal you know that we we could do a better job of dealing with our brush and our undergrowth and it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and I you know, and I'm not even one of the displaced. Um, so you know, it's easy for for me to to say that. But it's um, uh, you know, there's so many people out there who are are now trying to figure out where to spend the night because you know, even if their house is still there, it they've been evacuated for their own safety, and that's a little scary. Little scary. So. Um, there's some articles out there about some Senate seats that they think are going to flip from Republican to Democrat or Democrat to Republican, mostly from Republican to Democrat. There's some rumors that they think that the Democrats might win the House in this election, too. Um, and so uh, the Democrats are using the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett as a rallying point to say, get out and vote, because, you know, they said that they couldn't couldn't bring Merrick Garland in four years ago now they're pushing her through even closer to an election and you know that's a horrible thing and and that's sort of the democrats marketing spiel about this and i agree that the republicans certainly uh didn't um do themselves any favors by saying that they were putting off merrick garland because of the impending election what they should have said was we're putting off merrick garland because we're supposed to give advice and consent and we don't our advice is we don't consent. That's what they should have said. Um, and because that's the Senate's prerogative. And, you know, uh, the uh, we as as people in the in the United States, as as uh, voters, and as, uh, we have the right to say to them, we don't like that. We'll vote the people in. So our power is in our vote. Here's Aaron. Let's have her join us. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I can't hear you. Testing Let's one, see two, what's going Testing on. Hello, hello, Let's hello. check with the Skype settings. Hello, 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 hello. All right. Can you hear me? I don't hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I know. Testing one, two, three. 
Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Don't step on Testing, one, two, three. I don't know. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello, hello, hello. I can see that you're talking. I just can't actually hear you, which is weird. I can see the... the, the testing, one, two, something. three. There we go. I gotcha. Just had to click the right little section of the screen, the little button to get the monitoring in the right place so that I could hear you. So, so we got it all recorded. It's going out live. I just couldn't hear you. <laughs> so, so I have to. While I'm sitting here, so for those you know, I, I for those of you all who don't know, I drive home from the radio station where we do our daily show during our podcast. And so I'm in the parking lot at the at the radio station, and there's a gym in the parking lot that is open, which is not supposed to be open, but it's open. And um, uh, this woman just pulled in to go to the gym, parked in parked her backed her Yukon, her beautiful Yukon, into a handicapped parking space, and walked quite ably over to the gym. And there's no par there's no handicap placard or anything on her car. <laughs> I just, I just, oh. I'm like, okay. That's the well, kind of person you almost want to call the police department and say, hey, you, want, you guys want some revenue? Go, I got, I got a couple hundred dollar ticket for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, what is wrong with you? There are tons of parking spaces parked somewhere else. Yeah, it's like that parking lot's got parking for 2,000 cars, and there's never more than, you know, at that time, this time in the morning, never more than, you know, 50 in it. Yeah, um, yeah there's plenty, there's plenty of parking. Why back into the handicapped spot? Her Yukon, which is a $70,000 truck, into a, uh, to go to the gym, into a parking space. Like a, a, a handicapped yeah. parking space. So, yeah, okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will say, you know, going to the gym weakens this argument, but I do know that there are people that have some handicaps that are not always visible to you. You know, to you and to me, um, I mean, I, I have handicap plates. I've got back issues, and there's days where I get up and walk, and I'm fine. Other days where, you know, by the time I get to the back of the Walmart, it's really hard for me to get back out through the front of the Walmart and out to the parking lot. And uh, and so, you know, but I will say, too, on days when I'm doing well, I don't park in the park in the handicap unless it's the only spot I can find. I try to, you know, if I'm doing okay and don't feel like I need it, I don't use it because there might be somebody who really does need it that day. Um but yeah, if you're getting out to go to the gym, yeah, she doesn't have a placard to be. She doesn't have a placard to begin with, and and you know you kind of lose that uh, argument when you're getting out to go work out at the gym too. You know, it's like, you know. So I watch the people that go into this into this gym, and they're all very very young, and they drive very very expensive cars, and so like I they in the parking lot. They had a parked a a Lamborghini SUV. Hmm. That is a two hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollar truck. Yeah, and yeah. I tell you what, like, that tells me that the people who own this gym have a heck of a business going. They've got a great clientele. <laughs> apparently, 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 yeah. And there's always luxury cars, like high high end luxury cars in the parking lot. <laughs> How many people um, in the San Bernardino area drive uh, Lamborghini SUVs? That's got to be like a, a, a party of one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but it's in Redlands. We're not in San Bernardino. So. Oh, that's true. But I said San Bernardino area. But yeah, yeah you're right. No, Redlands I, is definitely I, more I upscale. It's the guy who owns the gym who has that one. Oh, but that's a possibility. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's owned by a really, really 
really popular stripper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's um I don't know. That's an expensive car. It is. <laughs> That's that's an expensive. Well, even that Yukon's an expensive car. It's funny, you know. You you talk about car prices and and car prices now are what house prices were when I was in high school. Crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was in high school, a you know fairly nice suburban house, three or four bedrooms, forty fifty thousand dollars. Now that's a BMW. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. Now that's a a Chevy with everything in, you know loaded. <laughs> it's a stripped down Cadillac or a, or a, or a, or a, a loaded up Chevy, depending on how you want to spend your money, right? That's a a a moderate sort of middle of the range Ford F one fifty. Yeah, that's why I said fifty thousand is sort of middle of the range. You can get a stripped down, single cab, you know, uh, available in white F one fifty for just under thirty thousand dollars. But if you you know if you want a radio, <laughs> you're, you're talking you're talking fifty grand. I mean minimum, and and it goes up to you know seventy eighty, you know ninety thousand dollars real easy. But when you start adding in in uh options it's funny too because you know they always people make fun of porsches because you buy a porsche for a hundred thousand dollars and then you know your first option you you basically build it like you build a a a lego car you keep adding on things to get the car you want um i tell you what buying a a full-size truck an f-150 or a chevy silverado is the same thing the basic truck in itself is like okay, that's fairly reasonable, but you know you're sitting on plastic seats and 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 it's like oh you want you want like cloth seats, <laughs> heaven forbid you want leather seats, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you want you want turn signals for that, <laughs> you know, and you're like holy moly, <laughs> yeah yeah you know seatbelts are very safe we 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 have those for you. <laughs> They're only a two thousand dollar add-in, and of course we're joking. I mean it's not you know not quite that severe. But it really is funny how it's it's a uh, a mix and match. And if you go to buy something that the dealer has on the lot, they never have that like stripped down car unless it's their lost leader that they put on the, in the paper on Sundays, right? They say, yes, we have one exactly one at this price. It has nothing on it, you know. Gas tank is extra, but but uh, but we've got one. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I hate car buying. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate, I hate that. I do. Um, uh, I remember the last time we looked at buying, because Tobin wants a truck, the last time we went looking for a truck, you know, we called and said, is the truck there? And and uh, drove all the way down with like an hour away to go look at the truck. And while we were on the phone with them, they neglected to tell us that the truck's check engine light was on. Mm-hmm. Like, why in the world? Oh, that, that'll be off by the time you take possession. Uh-uh. It. You know, I don't, we didn't buy yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, yeah, certain number of red flags, and you're like, uh, nope, I don't think so. Let's see, let me buy the truck that's got engine trouble. No, 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 no. Yeah, because that's what everybody wants in a new vehicle. <laughs> you know, or and we or new to you vehicle, right? You know, it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. like it like you, I buy gently, I, I buy gently used or gently pre-owned vehicles. Yeah, 
and drive them till they till the wheels fall off and then and then yeah. I go looking again. It's funny, you know, though that's one of those um those those um uh, uh truisms about, you know, shopping for cars. Nobody feels no, nobody enjoys shopping for a vehicle. And and the salesman, you know, they they I I've never met a car salesman that that you know wasn't there's they're never laid back people they're always you know there's always a certain amount of pressure for them to close sales and so you know that just comes through in the style of the way it works i mean it's 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 frustrating i will say that the 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 twice in my life once for my wife and once for me we bought new cars from a new car dealership both times i did that i went to my insurance company which is usaa and they have a buying service and they said, go to this dealer, ask for this, ask for this person. He gave you an actual name of like the man, sales manager. And they said, here's the code number that we've set. And they, it was just a pre-negotiated. I want this car. I configured it with them. They then gave me a number. I went to that person and said, here's my, here's my code number from USAA. And they went, okay. And we filled out the paperwork and, and I got the car and there was no negotiating, none at all. It was like they had already pre-negotiated like a fleet price. And it was the, and that was, I'm convinced that that's the way to go. Now I might've been able to get a better deal if I were one of those people who loves to haggle. It's funny. There's, you know, there's like the, you want to draw lines in the world. There's those people who, I think there's that 90% of the people who just dread that. And there's that 10% who would not ever buy anything if they couldn't haggle to get the price down because they love doing that so much. I have an yeah, uncle, Uncle Pete, people. that, yeah, I have an Uncle Pete that's that way. He loves the game. He loves the haggle. You know, when he would visit, we lived in New Mexico when I was younger, and when he would visit, he would love to go to, down to Mexico and haggle over just, you know, buy this sombrero. Is it $3? No, it's $2. I'll give you a buck fifty. You know, I mean, he just loved it. He just, it was such fun to him, such a game. But it's so stress-inducing for the vast majority of us. They were just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to ask. You know, just tell me what it is. I'll pay it. And let me get out of here. <laughs> right, right. Because I don't want to take advantage of the other person. I don't want. And I don't. You know. I just. I don't want to be taken advantage of. It just feels adversarial because it is adversarial, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't like the, the 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 amount of time wasting in doing something that I don't enjoy. It's a stressful situation and sitting there arguing with somebody over you know, how much you're going to pay. And I, I remember one time I got a really, really good deal. And it was, it was back in 2009 when, uh, you know, Ford was divesting of some of their ownership. Car sales were down. It was like awful. And it was a great time to buy a car. And I went and was negotiating on this car. And I told them, look, here's how much I got to have. And it's got to be this amount out the door. I can't do it. And, uh, and they said, well, I don't think we can do that. And I said, okay, bye. And I, and they said, you know, I, I was taking my kids to a swim meet. I said, I got to get them to the swim meet. We got to go, which was perfect because I literally had to leave at that time. So we left. I get to the meet. And as we're unloading the car at the meet, they call me and say, if you come back right now, we can give you the deal. And I said, I told you, I'm going to a swim meet with my kids. I'm not coming back. If you give me the meal, I'll be there tomorrow morning if you want to do it. But otherwise, I'm out. <laughs> okay, we'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Almost immediately. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow morning. But then, then the salesman that I was talking to was really panicked. He's like, I'm going on vacation tomorrow because it's right before Thanksgiving. And so he's like, here's the name of the sales manager. Only talk to the sales manager. He was so afraid somebody was going to steal his deal. And then after I got that, that deal, um, you know, you're filling out the paperwork with, with the person who does whatever. And I got the hardest sell ever for an extended warranty. Oh, my gosh, did they push that extended warranty. 
And I just held fast and said, absolutely not. I'm not paying for any. I'm not paying a dime more. They literally tried to talk to uh, my bank, who whom I had the, uh, a loan through to get this car, to see if they could make the loan bigger so that I could afford the uh and and I and the bank then said, well, we're not going to talk to them. They wanted to talk to me, and they talked to me and said, I said, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's slimy. That is oh, really they they pushed every way they could to get me to buy that stupid extended warranty. That, that's really slimy. Yeah, oh. but I got the car I wanted and the deal I wanted, but it was a stressful Saturday. And of course, they kept me there, pressuring me and drawing out paper, the paperwork. And yeah, I got there, I think, at nine o'clock, and I don't think I was done until two in the afternoon. Oh my God, that sounds agonizing. Yeah, and I understand oh they were in a tight spot; they weren't making a lot of money on this deal, and um, you know, but it was also like right at the end of the month. It was close to, like I said, it was close to Thanksgiving, so people were, you know, going places. The economy was down, and. Uh, you know, basically everything was sort of tilted in my favor at that point. I think they wanted to make the sale so they'd have some cash to make payroll that month or something. You know, it was like, it was, but so much pressure. I hate doing that. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. If there's any car salesman dealerships out there, um, I'm not shopping yet, but if you think you've got a better way to buy a car, and I know they advertise these things on TV, you know, get it from Carvana and go to your vending machine and the car will be delivered to you. Um, but if, you know, if you think you've got a better way, uh, reach out to us. And uh, when I go shopping next time for a car, I'll give you a call and we'll see how it goes. If you if it's a wonderful deal and a wonderful experience, I'll be happy to talk about it. Yeah. Give some free advertising, send some people your way if it's if it's really that good. But my ex- my experience has been it's so so not good that that it wouldn't be hard to improve upon it. No, I it, yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm I'm right yeah. there with you. Needed something reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Something reliable because at the time I was driving a a very old Prius with 200,000 miles on it. It ended up going another 50,000 or 60,000 before um, uh, our daughter got rid of it. But, um, uh, you know, I I needed something. My mother was in the hospital in Pasadena and I just, I wasn't in the frame of mind and I got taken advantage of. And so, um, I, I, we're not ever going to go back to that dealership, and um, you know I'm I, I'm mm-hmm. angry and bitter about it, and I feel taken advantage of. But I just I yeah. wasn't in a, in a frame of mind to fight with somebody. Yeah, well, and unfortunately, it was one of those situations that you know it was the worst situation for you, right? In that you really needed the car quickly and didn't want the hassle because you you have um, you know. It, emotionally you were distraught dealing with your mother and it was just that's it. the worst worst possible time to have to go through that and it's such a horrible stressful thing anyway yep yep so um uh so yeah <laughs> i don't you know not to be negative i just we had bought a lot of we bought a lot of cars from enterprise um mm-hmm. and uh, yeah enterprise car enterprise. sales former rentals yes Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I buy another, when, when I buy another car, it, it likely will be through 
them, or I'll go through USAA. So. Yeah. Well, I will say I have looked at, at cars through the USAA car, or sorry, through the uh, Enterprise Car Sales website, and they kind of work the way I was talking about, where they set a price that's really a no haggle price. This is the price we're selling it for, and it's based on miles. And here's where it's located, and we can ship it to you. And here's what it costs to ship it. And if you don't want to do that, then buy something local, or, or you know, come here and buy, yeah. buy it. But uh, it's all very straightforward. It's less less of that stressful negotiating back and forth. Um, and you know they've got all they've got all the records of everything that's been done to that car since they bought it, and they sell everything at around somewhere between twenty five and thirty five thousand miles. So, yeah. you, and, and the I only thing you have to had, uh, go ahead. a mechanic tell me that they take really good care of their cars. Yeah, yeah. The dealership seem or the the rental place seems to do that. The only thing that um, sometimes is a hassle or a concern, I guess, would be, you know, those people who treat a rented car like a rented mule and they they pound it and beat it and treat it badly and but it it doesn't appear that way and i think that the the rental place has to make sure it's running well and looking good because it doesn't reflect well on them if they try to rent cars that aren't reliable and doing well exactly so So. i've got a weird story um the um emily radikowski who is and i hope i pronounced her last name correctly she is a supermodel um uh, is she also she is a scientist? No, 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 she is not. <laughs> okay, I'll share that story then later. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, she's got a 29 year she's 29 years old and she revealed that she's pregnant and she says that she won't know the gender of her, her child until she's that child is 18. Won't know it or won't reveal it. Says it won't know it. We won't know the gender. Going to, she's going to raise a genderless child. <laughs> she's going to pretend like she doesn't know the gender. When you're bathing the child, you should know the gender. Yeah, well, no, because the baby has to Infants cannot bathe themselves. Ah. Uh, they cannot. That's bizarro. That's bizarro. Yes. It is bizarro. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's she weird. Says that she wonders if her husband secretly hopes for a boy. Well, she admits she's scared of that prospect. She knows she'll love a little guy. She's scared of her having a son? What is the matter with her? Hmm. Wow. Interesting. She's afraid of having a son, huh? Well, maybe she's always yeah. been around girls and she just doesn't know quite what to do. I can understand that. I mean, you know, that's doesn't mean terrified, but just having some anxiety about, you know, I'm not sure what to do with little boys. I've never been around them. You know, some families, there's lots of girls, and some families, there's lots of boys. And I imagine if you get one of the other gender, it's a little little off-putting, because they're different. So, <laughs> she, she fears she won't be able to adequately, adequately inform him as he grows up about the white privilege he's born with. She says, and having a girl will come with its own challenges. I still fight subconscious and internalized misogyny on a regular basis. Who is to say I'd be able to project, protect my daughter from it? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I asked if she was also a scientist is because I, I saw a headline today that I thought was funny. It uh, said a uh, Russian scientist and part-time model. <laughs> and and then follows on, you know, that alone piqued my curiosity. A scientist and part-time model. That sounds like a Bond girl. Um, yes, it does. But the, it, it, 
it's actually a sad story because she was found naked and dead in her apartment in Russia with one of her thumbs missing. Uh, apparently, oh her God. boyfriend had had killed her and then cut her thumb off to unlock her phone so that he could then send texts to her work saying that she wasn't feeling well and she was staying home. Wow. Yeah. And and they've got a picture of her, and she looks like a lovely woman. But holy moly! Oh, oh, oh. Wow, that's like yeah. I mean, that's stuff. as bad as the as the de- the the husband and his mom plotting to kill the wife. I mean, just, there are some crazy people in this world. There are some crazy people in this world. I tell you, makes me ever so grateful for all of the loving family that I have around me. Let me tell you. Yes. You know. You know you included. <laughs> you included, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've started watching um, uh, videos on YouTube from uh, North Korean defectors and talking about their lives uh, before defection and then after defection and what surprised them and what they have learned and, um, you know, the hell that they went through while they were there. And they talk about starvation, mm-hmm. they talk about torture, they talk about, you know, all of this really awful, awful stuff that they had to experience um, in North Korea, and it really puts things in perspective, you know, for all of our whining about yeah. what life is like and, you know, all of our, our hyperbole. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have no idea. We have some real first world problems that, that yeah. are so minor compared to what people are dealing with in other places. Yes. And they talk about the U.S. with such love um, because of how, when they come to the U.S., they're expecting people to hate them and to want to hurt them. And they, they, what they find is that Americans are very open and caring and compassionate and interested in them as people. And and that's the United States. That's that's mm-hmm. you know those those we are a we are a decent people, mm-hmm. Americans. Now, those are our, our better angels, right? In, indeed, indeed. You know. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, we need to check our perspective um, because, I, I, you know, we get so caught up in, in vilifying each other that um, we lose all sense of perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 Again, we get so inward focused that we sometimes forget that there's a larger world out there. Yeah. And we have it pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We do. Too bad we don't seem to find time to be grateful for it because we're too busy beating each other the, over the head over uh, ideology. Yes. Yes. So, it's so um, sad. It is so sad, and, it, and it's angering. You know, you got two spoiled kids that are fighting with each other. You want to knock their heads together. Honestly, that's how our politicians seem to me a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because I can find things on both sides of the aisle that I agree with and and disagree with. And and so it's frustrating for me to see both sides dig in the trenches and, and, you know, chuck insults back and forth at each other. Yep. Yeah. It's frustrating. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of, um, so Biden has said that uh, the White House event 
to celebrate Barrett's um, nomination was uh, inappropriate. He says he doesn't blame the, tr the president for celebrating another Supreme Court confirmation, but he says that the White House event planned Monday night, or that was held Monday night, um, was inappropriate because um, he says that Biden urged the president to have a little bit of shame because people are dying. So, so you, know, you shouldn't you um, have a... Yeah, meaning that we shouldn't be celebrating my dad's 80th birthday because somewhere in the world somebody died t today? Yes, evidently, yes. Yes. Because that doesn't happen somewhere every day? Yes. I mean, I, granted, times, you know, health-wise in the world is kind of dark, but really? Really? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, evidence of, of again, of... Politics trumping um, common sense. Yes. Yeah, I'm tempted. You know, you, you've mentioned it before. It's like I almost want to start wearing T-shirts that say "Keep Calm and Carry On" because I think somebody needs to be cooler head. Yes. And if our if our uh, leadership won't do it, then we have to do it. You know, I, I, I just... Until we can vote the suckers out, except that I don't think anybody who's running is going to be any better. <laughs> Either way, no. frankly. No. And no, I'm not talking just the top of the ticket. I'm talking all the no. way down. All the way down. Uh, you know. You know, I, I, yeah. people are, are upset because um, you know Trump would say, you know, we've we, we've we've got this, we can do this, we're going to come out of this, and trying to be positive. And so the headlines are all that he doesn't take it seriously, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I'm thinking about all the other times when we've gone through hardship. Can you imagine FDR and his fireside chats um, being um, uh, pilloried in the press because he wasn't dour enough, because he was trying to be hopeful, because he was trying to, you know, lead America, the American people out of the Great Depression, you know? And uh, no, of course not. That would never happen. You know, that wouldn't, you know, people wouldn't have done that. And I don't know why they're doing it now. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we're not the greatest generation. We're just hanging on. Honestly, I think the idea that there was somehow a greatest generation, I thought that I, I really hate, I think Tom Brokaw was the one who kind of came up with that. I hate that because it somehow then romanticizes the past as if there was something wonderful and special about that time and the way people were. And they were just people dealing with the situation. And yeah, that changes over time, but our situation's different now too. You know, so to, to somehow, I think by romanticizing the past, you somehow, uh, sort of denigrate the present it's like just be honest about what the past was well I mean but it, he's not talking about the time he's talking about the people and what mm -hmm. they endured and what they sacrificed and how they came together and worked together and, and you know and honestly he was talking about uh, you know um, I, maybe not his parents but um, uh, because I think his parents would have been older than the than the Maybe not than the greatest generation. Maybe he was talking about his parents, you know, mm -hmm. um, generation and, um, you know, being kind of in awe of them. 
Yeah, but I mean, don't you think that if you took those same people and supplanted them into this time and this place that they would behave the way people behave? I don't think people have changed that much. I just think, you know, it's the situation and the way our society is now. It's not, you know, people haven't changed. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think that we've become more um, uh, entitled. You know, your dad was talking about uh, what it was like growing up on the farm and you know, they were, the kids had, and, and really, this this was this way, it really through um, at least a good chunk of the 70s and 80s, um, uh, or maybe beginning of the 80s, where before things became more locked down, kids were able to roam free and solve their own problems and, um, uh, you know, just be able to negotiate their own lives for themselves. Meaning, you know, if you got, if you were... Uh, had ridden your bike several miles from home. There were no cell phones. You got yourself into trouble somehow. You had to get yourself out of trouble um, to the best mm-hmm. extent. You and your well, friends. and or a neighbor would would was would be the first one to tell your parents when you were doing something wrong. Exactly, exactly. And, and now, I, now I think a lot of neighbors would go, "Not my kid." Turn the turn the other way. Yes, or um, kids mm-hmm. would lack the 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 confidence to solve problems, the confidence or the know how. How to how to come up when they were confronted with a problem? You know, what are the steps that I did that I need to take to solve this problem, or this res, res, resilience to say that even think that they could solve it on their own? And so it, it could the problem could be a flat tire on your bike. The problem could be you know that you fell off and you skinned your knee. The problem could be you got you and your best friend got in a fight over some girl. You know, mm-hmm. it could be. You know, anything that, that, you know, kids get into into pickles about. And yeah. kids are not as equipped, they're not as resilient as they used to be. And I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, but I think isn't that just, a, again, if you put still there? people from a past time. Yeah, are you there? I'm here. I am. I'm, I am. Okay, yeah, you dropped so, out a little bit when you were talking, I, but it came right back. Experiences are different. Human nature is still human nature. Mm-hmm. I think we're experiencing a really bad delay right now, and so I can hear you when the voice comes in at your end. I can hear it, and and it's almost a two second delay. So I'm sorry it's causing some trouble. We might have to just cancel or, or cut our podcast a little short. So, is this any better? Um, let me try talking and see if I hear some delay. I didn't hear myself and I didn't okay. hear the delay that time. Maybe that's the problem. Okay, we can try. See if that works. Keep going. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, that happens. Okay. We're Skyping so, We're Skyping in and out for those who are listening. And sometimes Skype... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think there's still a big delay where we're talking over each other a lot. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not trying to talk over you. (laughs) I wait for a a dead spot and then I start talking and then you start talking because you were waiting. You heard a dead spot too. This delay is terrible. (laughs) All right. Why don't we call it? I'm Aaron Brinker. 
And I'm Todd Brinker. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you.